Welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast, a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education. By sharing stories of successes and triumphs, we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations. I'm your host, Charles Williams, an urban educator for more than 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, an educational consultant, an equity advocate, and the co-host of Inside the Principal's Office. Let's get started. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. This episode is a pause to ponder segment. These bi-weekly sessions will allow me to share with you my personal thoughts and reflections on a wide spectrum of topics as they relate to education. It is my hope that you will be able to take something from these segments and apply it in a meaningful way as you continue to do amazing work. Remember, while we all have different roles, we all have a single job, educating our students. During the last Pause to Ponder segment, I mentioned briefly that I was down at an IB conference in Austin, Texas, um, which, by the way, I think I may have or may not have in this space, but I want to publicly retract a statement because my wife and I had visited Austin uh, previously, and uh, we did not care for it at all. Maybe it was just a neighborhood that, that we happened to be in. Because this time around, we had a fantastic time. So to all of my Austin friends, I publicly want to apologize and retract my prior statement. But anyway, when I was down in Austin at this IB training, one of the things that we did was engaged in a conversation, a a debate, if you will, around these two concepts. Now, one of the concepts I was very, very familiar with, as I'm sure you will be as well, but the other term was new to me. Concept, not so much, but the term was. And the ensuing conversation and debate that we had made me think about our current approaches to education and maybe some of the results that we're seeing. So here goes. One of the concepts or one of the terms is pedagogy. We know that one. The other one was andragogy. Now, I don't know about you, but prior to that day, I had never heard of this word. In fact, we looked it up in order to figure out what it meant. And what these two things are, are approaches to instruction within a certain space. So if we break it down, peta refers to a child. Think about like pediatrics, if you will. Of course, the gaji at the end is the approach to learning. So what we're talking about is is a delivery of instruction to someone who is either a child or, in this case, childlike. Meanwhile, 
andragogy, andra meaning man or human or adult, uh, again, gaji referring to the instructional practice. And so therefore, we're talking about instruction designed for adults. So you might be asking, well, Charles, what is the difference growing up or I, I should say going to school, going through our teacher training programs? Most of us learned about pedagogy, right? In fact, this is the word that most of us use. But it's interesting to note there are key differences between the two because one is designed for children or individuals who are childlike and one designed for adults. The biggest difference between the two is the dependence. Under pedagogy, the learner is dependent on the teacher. In this case, the teacher is the one who determines what, how, when, why, everything is being learned. The teacher is in control of the situation. They design the learning process. They know what's best, right? They are, it is a very teacher-centered approach. Meanwhile, the andragogy really focuses on independence. In fact, the learners are, are striving for autonomy and, and self-direction in their own learning. And, and the teacher plays more of the role of a facilitator, right? A guide along the way to help that individual learn the, the, the processes, learn the new information. So it, it, it's interesting, I think, when we talk about this, because then what we did is we had a conversation and the question was, which of these two approaches result in maximum impact or which of them have the biggest impact on education? And of course, individuals were able to stand on one side, pedagogy, or the other, andragogy, and then you have those who, who stood in the middle. And during this debate, they were able to choose which side, right? And you could even move from side to side as you heard different arguments that were to persuade you. And it was interesting. I, I think the biggest argument for pedagogy was the fact that it was foundational. That andragogy, yes, is where we want to end up. But pedagogy is the foundational instruction that will allow a learner to get to the point of kind of self-directed learning. I can't read for pleasure if I never learn how to read, if you will. An interesting argument on the other side was acknowledging that, but of course talking about, well, what is the role of education, right? The idea with education is not to have prescribed learners, those who are taught very specific skills and regurgitate very specific information. But can we have individuals who are thinkers, creative thinkers, creative problem solvers, who know how to take information and learn and run with it? Something else that was mentioned, because of course, the, the counter argument to that is they're never going to get there without that foundational learning was the idea then shifting the ideas and the mindsets towards teachers, right? And the idea that we want educators who, who are engaged in this continuous process of self-learning, something that I mentioned in the last episode, with this idea of I'm going to be able to continue to grow and learn and, and my school leaders might facilitate that learning, but I'm able to engage in that because that is going to drive me to become a better educator and thus pour back into students. And of course, the same argument for pedagogy was like, that's great. However, 
you're never going to get there unless you have those foundations, even as an adult within that teaching school, right, or, or whatever degrees that you were pursuing, there were classes that laid out that information for you as a foundation upon which you would build your better and deeper understanding. So I bring this up because one, I'm curious, I'd, I'd pose that same question to you, which has the biggest impact, but I also am curious about the, the state of our educational systems and the data that we often see. Now, I don't know about you, but I know in my buildings, it has been a struggle to, to develop independent learners, right? Zaretta Hammond talks about the difference between dependent and independent learners. But so oftentimes we build systems and structures and approaches to education, these pedagogical approaches that cause students to become dependent learners. They rely on us for the entirety of their, of their learning. And in middle school teachers, you, you would probably hear this, right? When you're like, I, I'm not going to give you the answer, right? I want you to read, go back and read it, figure it out, think for yourself. And we, we push these approaches, right? These andragogical approaches, if you will, where we want students to be invested in their learning be able to navigate, be able to use this intrinsic value of the educational system. And yet we've designed a, a space that doesn't really allow for that. So I think what we need to do is become a little more intentional. Yes, the pedagogical approaches are absolutely necessary. Build up those foundational learning experiences. But we need to, and at a fairly early age, I believe, is to start gradually releasing students to where it isn't that transactional experience. It isn't, I'm relying on the teacher to give me information. I'm relying on the teacher to tell me the best way to learn this. I'm relying on the teacher to, to be the gatekeeper of all this information. At some point, when we are pushing our students off into college, or even just at some subjective grade level, we begin to just expect them to have made the shift in the change. And that's not going to happen naturally. So maybe, just maybe, as we engage in this discourse too for a moment here, some of these gaps in education, some of these, these failures to reach milestones and benchmarks that we're seeing isn't because our students are lazy or that they don't care or that they just don't have the, the capacity. Maybe it's that we are developing these pedagogical learners, these, this pedag using these pedagogical uh, approaches, building dependent learners, and then wondering why when we just release them, why they're struggling, why they're not doing so well. And instead of flourishing, instead of finding their own way, they're shutting down, they're struggling, and they're failing. Something to think about. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Until next time. I want to thank you for listening to the Counter Narrative Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to like, subscribe, and of course, share it with friends and family. I'd also love to hear your thoughts about the show, so please leave a comment or two as well. Now, I'm not sure what platform you're using, but the show can be found on Anchor, 
Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and plenty of other platforms. If the show isn't on your preferred site, let me know and I'll be sure to get it up and running. This podcast is also featured on schoolrubric.com, where you can find educational articles, videos, and interviews with educators from around the globe. Be sure to connect with me and other listeners by following the show on Twitter at the CN Podcast and joining the show's Facebook group. Take care. <laughs>